0: Hello, GCISD. I'm Robin Ryan, and you're listening to GCISD's Best Podcast. In GCISD, our mission is to be the best, and we define that as building excellent schools together. We can't accomplish this mission without really getting to know those who walk in our hallways, work with our students, and influence lives on a daily basis. This podcast is an opportunity for you to learn more about GCISD's best and brightest in the classroom and behind the scenes in our great district. In today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to one of our newest staff members here in GCISD. Dr. Paul Sykes is the district's new director of fine arts. Dr. Sykes has a laundry list of experience in fine arts, which I will let him tell you more about in our interview. But he came to GCISD at the perfect time, honestly, when we needed him the most. Stick around to learn more about Dr. Sykes and everything he loves about working here in our district. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sykes, and thank you for joining me today to share your unique story. So first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got here to GCISD.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Ryan. It's a a pleasure to be here. Um, I think journey is the exact right term for what I've done. Um, And I won't go into kind of all the details of of my history, but um, suffice to say that I have uh, about 26 years in education, and I have taught uh, sixth grade through university band and sixth grade through university orchestra. Uh, In addition to that, I have some uh, choir experience, and so I have uh, kind of made my career being an all-around musician. I've I've had the, the opportunity to teach at some of the most outstanding universities in the in the country and in the state. Uh, at the same time, some of the most outstanding music programs in our public schools around the state of Texas. And um, it's boy, it is it's been a fantastic career. Um, I've you know I'm just so excited because the career I have. I'm just as excited about it today as I was the day I started. It's absolutely no different, the excitement I have for what I do. And I think that that really tells a lot about how much I love
0: what I do. So, you know, how how did you get into this? I mean, uh, uh, I know you've been interested in music all your life. So so tell us a little bit about how you got into this as a career um, and maybe... um, Talk to us about the progression because you've kind of moved around a little bit and uh-huh. you've lived all over the place. And I think people would enjoy hearing the kinds of places that um, that you've stopped sure the way.
1: Well, you know, um, it, it really started. Honestly, I'll be honest. I, I didn't like school when I was a kid. I did not like going to school. I didn't find it as a place that, um, that I belonged. I didn't, I didn't have a place to be in schools. And I think a lot of that, uh, I grew up uh, starting in West Texas, South Texas, back to West Texas. My dad was, uh, worked in the oil fields. And so we moved around a lot. And as an elementary kid, um, I didn't spend more than two years at any one school. And so I, I just didn't really have a place. Um, we landed in Odessa, Texas. And uh, while I was in Odessa... The, uh, the, the orchestra teacher came to my elementary classroom and offered me an opportunity to be in an orchestra. And the best part about it was I got out of class and I was like, well, yeah, that sounds great. Let's go do that. And so I started playing cello in sixth grade. And um, and in that experience, I found um, I found a family, frankly. I found a place that I belonged. I found something I was truly interested in at school. I found uh, friends and, and just a place that I could be successful, which I hadn't been. Honestly, I really hadn't been successful up to that point. Um, in junior high, I uh, saw the band and I noticed they got out of school a little early to go to pep rallies and games and stuff. Oh, I to get, get out of class right. some more. So, uh, so I actually ended up joining the band as well. And I, I played cello in the orchestra and trombone in the band, and I, was, I just I just loved it. it. Like I said before, it was just such a great place for me to belong. It was, it was what kept me in school. It was what made me want to go to school. And those, those teachers uh, really took an interest in me, and uh, I, found, I found success, which is something I hadn't found before. And it was that success then that really pushed me forward and got me interested in in being successful and got me interested in learning more, not just about music, but I, I found that I enjoyed learning, which I didn't do before. And when I found I enjoyed learning, then I started applying that to my other classes. And, um, and that success spilled over into, um, you know, and it spilled over into English and spilled over into my math classes, my science classes, I ended up uh, taking all these extra classes in high school uh, just because I was interested. Uh, I, they weren't part of my degree plan or anything like that. I just I wanted to learn more, so I was taking calculus just because I was interested. I took physics just because I was interested. But I also took stage band, jazz band, took marching band, concert band, uh, chamber orchestra, orchestra, music theory. I mean, I was just taking as many classes. I was taking zero hours uh, just so I could get more music classes in. Um, but I, I really, I went from a kid who didn't like school mm-hmm. to a kid who really enjoyed being there, really enjoyed learning, ended up uh, National Honor Society and, and, and graduating near, not at the top of my class because I waited too late to get going, but mm-hmm. uh, near the top of my class. And, and I credit all of that to to being in music and, and the fine arts and stuff.
0: So, so th- knowing West Texas, Paul, um, mm-hmm. uh, here's the question. Uh, which high school in Odessa? <laughs> The high school in Odessa. I thought you would say. that.
1: I went to Odessa Permian. Oh, okay. And that was that was back in the day. Actually, my senior year was the was the year Friday Night Lights was written. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all of those guys are my classmates from from Permian. Interesting. Yeah, it was fun. And then and what what people you know who read read the book and don't really understand about West Texas, it wasn't just that football team. Uh, the bands were some of the best in the nation. Right. The orchestras were the best in the nation. Uh, our choirs were amazing. All the fine arts programs were just unbelievably good. That that orchestra, the band, they were they were won the state marching contest. They were honor bands. Performed at our Midwest. Uh, band and Orchestra Clinic, which is, you know, invited from all over the world. They, they were really top-notch. So, so not only did I, did I love it, but I had uh, really fantastic teachers. Uh, a guy named Billy Prescott in, in junior high got me to really love being there. Uh, Kathy Fishburne was a teacher of mine in junior high and high school. And then uh, Charles Nail, who was the director of bands there and orchestras, he did both. Um, he was, he's the person that I emulated, and, fa- and frankly, I
0: still emulate and I, I try to be like him. And then you left Permian and went to a, another place that has a pretty good band. Yes, sir. Yes, so. sir. I
1: went to uh, Texas tech university yeah. after that, uh, fantastic school, fantastic band. Uh, the going band from Raiderlands about 400, 420. I think when I was in it, um, Went through that, loved it, met my wife in that band, and uh, we were both drum majors up there. Also played in the orchestra there and and sang in our church choirs and stuff like that while I was at, at Tech, and same thing, I, I ended up uh, doing a victory lap while I was there, so I ended up... You're graduating. not the first person to yeah. do that. Well, I, again, I was just taking so many music classes because I just loved it. I just yeah. I just love... I just love it. I, I, I really enjoy being a part of that. And so I was in same thing, jazz band, orchestra, cello, choir, marching band, all of it. Wow. So, so then from Tech? So after that, I um, started teaching. Um, I, my first position was in Lubbock, Texas. I was at a, at a junior high there, O.L. Slayton Junior High. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got recruited to go down and work at um, Midland Lee High School which uh, at the time had uh, one of the best bands in the state, really fine fine band, uh, a gentleman by the name of Randy Story, who uh, was my mentor all the way up until he passed away a few years ago. And uh, that that was eye-opening. What was really great about Midland Lee, uh, there were so many great things about Midland Lee, but the, one of the fit, best things for me was that Randy brought in the some of the best band directors from all over the country. And uh, we had the best band directors in the state coming, uh, people from UT, people from a and um, coming to, to see us, but also the great high school band directors. My high school band director came and, and worked with us. Um, but then we also brought in the directors of bands from Kentucky and Illinois, uh, from the University of Miami, Arizona, all of these amazing educators came in and, and worked with me personally and worked with my kids, and I could sit back and watch them learn and watch them work, and, and I could just learn by really watching these guys and, and, and learning so much about what it takes to have an amazing uh, program and, and how, how best to really teach kids and how best to get kids to do the best they can. It, and, it uh, seems
0: like that was a professional learning community before the term professional oh, learning yeah, community. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, b- uh, back in the day, uh, a little bit before me even, but but still when I was there, um, band directors in West Texas were, were such a great pl- uh, group of people. Uh, they would meet uh, at the at the music store on Saturday mornings, and they would all bring their recordings, and they would sit around, and the music store owners would provide coffee and donuts, and then all the band directors would sit around the table, and they'd play the tapes for each other. Wow. And, uh, and they would get comments from, from all the other band directors. And that was what they did. And they just did that every Saturday. And so it was, it was already kind of embedded in that community that we learn from each other. And we work with, we compete with each other, but we also learn from each other.
0: So how did you move into administration then?
1: Well, actually, after that, I moved in the university level. So um, I, uh, I really wanted to uh, continue my education. As I told you, I kind of fell in love with learning and um i wanted to do a master's and applied for and got a, a, a an assistantship at baylor university ended up going to baylor uh studying with a, some more amazing educators there at baylor and um, worked with their their college bands and stuff like that and then um kind of unplanned uh, texas a&m had a, a new assistant director of bands position that they had started they were going to expand their their band program a little bit and they needed another person mm-hmm. um and so I ended up applying for that um, and, uh, and got that position and ended up going to Texas A&M as the associate director, assistant director of bands and eventually associate director of bands. And uh, did that for a few years and loved it. Really missed being a part of education, missed teaching kids. So uh, I left that position and went down to Katy and started teaching orchestra, which mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, I think a lot of my band friends were like, why are you doing that? Well, right. I had been an orchestra guy, which I don't think a lot of them knew. And um, and so I taught uh, middle school through high school orchestra and Katy for a few years and loved that. Learned a lot about um, teaching a different way, you know, a, frankly, a lot calmer way mm-hmm. than than bands typically are done. And uh, and thoroughly enjoyed that and learned a lot. Um, but then um, Texas A and M called. And they wanted to start an orchestra program. And they needed a person that could do both uh, band and orchestra. And I had both of that experience. And um, so I went back to Texas A&M and started the orchestra program. And was there, I guess, a total of 11 years at Texas A&M. It was wow. fantastic. I, l- I loved it. There Sounds um, like about as long as I was there <laughs> at, at, back in the early 80s. <laughs> You know, you, when you love a place, yeah. Right? There you go. When you love a there place, you go. that's right. But that's um, right. it was, you know, A and M is an amazing place, as you know, and and so many people know. It's it's got amazing students, amazing faculty. Uh, the staff is great. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. But what what is kind of always in the back of my head is is affecting my profession. I want. I'm a teacher at heart. I always have been, and I wanted to be. In education, I really wanted to do that. At Texas A&M, there's no school of music right. at A&M. Right. So all of our students, while amazing students, none of them were going to go into music education. Um, and so I wanted to affect that. I wanted to be a part of that community. And so I started looking for positions where I could do that. And um, I went to, uh, I found a position at Texas Wesleyan University where I could head the, the music ed department, um, be part, kind of move into a little bit of administration there at that university um, as well. So I was doing some kind of department chair things as well. Um, and it was great. Uh, again, it was just I've loved every job I've ever had, and that one was, was really amazing. I loved it. Um, but while I was there, I also started working with Fort Worth ISD. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine is the, uh, the director of instrumental music for Fort Worth ISD, a guy named Dick Clardy. Who's also an Odessa Permian grad, there you go. yeah, uh, a lot, a little older than me, but um, but anyway, so so Mr. Clarity asked me to come out and start working with their teachers, and um, and it was it was a new experience for me to be kind of on that side of it. I'd I'd worked you know with students, I had uh, served leadership roles with within the schools, um, and then I would taught pre-service teachers, but there was really something wonderful and special about being in there and working with these teachers after 25 years and and all those great experiences I had had and how much I'd learned from all these these wonderful educators it was it was really cool for me to share that with practicing teachers and then and then see how they could grow and 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 I realized that that when you, when you can affect one teacher's life and you can make one teacher a better teacher and make them more excited and more right. passionate about what they do, it, it multiplies that effect because they're teaching 60, 70, 80, hundreds of students right. in one year. And so you could make, you can make a small change in that teacher and it made a, a, a massive change for all those students. And, um, and that was really new for me, and it got me excited about that role, about being that mentor role. Um, the administrative side, I, I also saw um, when I was at Wesley, and I saw how, you know, those behind the scenes decisions about budgets and about um, priorities and things like that could have really, really important positive effects on people. Um, my my life mantra is to is to help people and make life better for people, right. and so I I saw administration and and as a way of of really magnifying that that effect. Um, so I, I thought that it would be a really uh, really cool thing to be in a position where I could do that, and so I, I went back to school again. Um, I'd, I'd left out. I went to U of H and got my doctorate there, but that was that was while I was working. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that was that was a chore. <laughs> but um, but I went back to school again and uh, did a principal certificate uh, online through SFA and um, with the with the intention of of doing a position like this, if one were to happen to come open and and um, and one did. And uh, uh, it turns out it was the perfect one for me. And uh, and here I am.
0: Well, so so you come into this role. Uh, what have you found about the fine arts here in GCISD? We have thousands of students that are involved. So mm-hmm. tell us uh, tell us about the things that you've learned about us.
1: So my my favorite thing um, over the first few weeks of my time here has been to get out into the schools. I want to go. See the teachers in in their in their natural environments. I want to see the students. I want to see what's going on in the classroom, and and what I've learned is that that we have some amazing teachers in our district. Really, really fine, dedicated, smart, smart, smart teachers. Um, and then you combine that with some really amazing kids, just fantastic kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think a Tyler over um at a CHHS our, our drum major who j- also just won the uh, you know the the, the homecoming, homecoming king that's right. and and in addition to being drum major he's an all state tuba player and he's you know on our side he's just an amazing kid and and while he he himself is really a standout and amazing he's certainly not the only one like that in our fine arts there there are kids like him everywhere throughout throughout the fine arts and so it's it's great to see somebody like him and and see him grow into the to the young man that he is and right. who he will be right. but almost as exciting as to see at the elementary and the middle school level is to see those kids there with that potential in them, you know, they are going, you can just see they're going to do something great. You don't know exactly what it is. They don't know exactly what it is, but they, they have everything they need to be amazing. And all they really need is a teacher to, to light that spark, right? To light that fire, uh, much like my teachers did yeah and so it's
0: great yeah so so you know I've heard you say you know fine arts makes your life better so yes. so talk about talk about the impact of fine arts on kids uh, specifically like uh, you know like the kids you've just been talking sure
1: um, well you know for me it's it's personal right. as I explained earlier because because I found success there and and I know, I know kids will find success in the fine arts, and and for me it was music. Um, obviously, music is not the only fine arts, and it's not the only place a kid can find success. I think there's a million places kids can find success. Uh, obviously, in the fine arts, we have our theater program, we have our dance programs, we have our visual arts programs, um, but it's not just there. You know, I think athletics, I think there's uh, clubs, I think there's all these these amazing places where kids can find their passion. And when they find their passion and they, they fall in love with learning and then when they fall in love with learning, that's when they find success. And if they're like me, then that success, it it transfers. So right. to be in successful in one place transfers to being successful in another. And while I stuck with music, most most kids won't, right? Most kids won't do that for their for their career. They'll go on and do things. But the lessons they learn in their fine arts, um, when they really, when the kid, and the, the trick is the kids have to really put themselves into it. They don't learn it just by getting talked to they, The kids have to put stuff into it. And when they really do that, then they, those lessons they learn there will transfer to anything that they decide to do. Exactly. And, um, and so that's how, one of the ways fine arts makes life better for them. But you know, it goes even beyond that. It's our whole community. Um, I think we all understand that, that when we live in a community filled with fine arts, it's a better place to live. Right. We have, you know, we put we put pictures all over our walls. We go to concerts. We go to dance recitals. We go to ballets. We, we do these things. We go to the theater, and we do these things because they bring us joy, because they make our lives better, and so... So it's not just for those students in particular, but but what those students create, they then share that with everybody, and it's like a gift to our community, right? Uh, we have these amazing theater shows and amazing musicals that people can come, and it makes their lives better being there. They, it enriches their lives. They can see our kids' arts, uh, art, you know, visual art out in the community, and it makes their life better. And so so by doing that, not only are we making our kids' lives better, but we're making our community better, and that's, that's what I really— I love about this position.
0: You know, and, and you're able to see all the different things that are happening. I mean, um, I know that a lot of folks get focused on what their role is okay. or what they're doing, and they're, sometimes you can't see the big picture. Sometimes you can't see uh, everything that's happening across the district, but that's the great thing about your job is that you it is, it's your job to see it is everything that's happening across the district. So, so, of course, you've been in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. You're connected to a lot of folks across the state. Um, and I'm sure that uh, the first few weeks that you were here, they're reaching out to you saying, well, what, what's it like? So so what do you tell folks about GCISD? You, you're exactly
1: right. I get phone calls. I had one just the other day. A friend of mine who's uh, the uh, fine art, or not the fine arts, the department chair at Belmont University called oh, wow. me. And his, his first question is, well, how is it? What do you, what do you like? And... Um, and I, you know, I, you're right. I get that from from all my my colleagues and friends. And and the answer is, I feel like I have made the the exact right decision at the exact right time. I can't imagine a job more perfect for me of who I am, what I want to be, um, which is I want to make I want to make people's lives better. And um, fine arts makes people's lives better. And so by being in this position, I'm able to do that. Um, the my colleagues that i work with um and i said this to uh to our new uh our new employees when they were here um GCISD is a great district from the outside and when when you when you're not a part of it you can look at it you can see man that is a really fine district they do a lot of great things and when you get into it you find out man this is even better on the inside and it's the people that make it so good um, my, my colleagues are supportive. My colleagues are uh, positive. They're, they're just really enjoyable people to be around. And that, that, frankly, has been everybody I have come in contact with in this, in this district. Um, so I feel like I've, I've found a place that I belong immediately. It, it was just really easy to get in here and, and, and feel at home. Um, and I feel like a,
0: it's a place that I can do a lot of good work. Well, we're so glad that you're here, and um, you know, uh, we were crushed when our friend and our colleague David Zarett uh, suddenly passed away. Yes, and and uh, as the superintendent, I'm scratching my head, going, "Oh my gosh, I loved David. Uh, it seemed like everybody loved David, and he was such a good person and a good um, uh, leader for our fine arts. And and when something a tragedy like that happens, you you um, you worry about uh, well you know, how are we ever going to replace somebody like David and uh, though we haven't tried to replace David we, uh, we certainly are appreciative of uh, how you have come in and learned about the district and and brought your special brand of expertise uh, and experience from all over the state of Texas so uh, we uh, are still saddened and we're continuing to uh, uh, plan to honor David uh, uh, this this semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his work in GCISD, and really his work over his life, uh, and honor his family. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, you've had the really unenviable job of having to come in and and kind of pick up some of those pieces, and then and then get going with your brand. And, and we're really excited that you're here. So well, thank you.
2: Uh... Hey GCISD, my name is Faith Choate, and I am a senior at Grapevine High School. This is your GCISD update. Grapevine Colleyville ISD is proud to recognize the 18 members of the Class of 2022 who have been named National Merit Semifinalists. Over the past 11 years, the district has celebrated the recognition of 192 National Merit Semifinalists. In the last six years, 122 GCISD students have been named Semifinalists. The 18 semifinalists from the class of 2022 is the largest number of semifinalists in GCISD since the class of 2019. This is a big accomplishment seeing as the cutoff score to become a semifinalist has gone up one point since last year for students in Texas. Colleyville Heritage Senior Alyssa Park knows that this was a huge accomplishment. Um, Honestly, it means a lot to me because last year we were all virtual and so I didn't really get the chance to actually go in and meet my teachers and get training in person so it means a lot because I know that my hard work paid off. Congratulations to these scholars. To see the names of these 18 outstanding students visit gcisd.net. Don't forget that October is National Principal Month so be sure to take a few minutes during this time to thank your campus principal for everything they do on a day-to-day basis to support the students and teachers of GCISD. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of GCISD's Best Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Also, be sure you are following GCISD on all social media. Just search Grapevine Colleyville ISD and you will find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: Now we're going to move to the next phase of the podcast and it's called the lightning round. So it's got about five really quick questions and... Uh, these are really to try to get us to know you a little bit behind the, behind the scenes where, uh, you know, you've practiced your speeches about how you've gone everywhere and done everything. But now this is just a little bit of a different kind of, uh, kind of <laughs> part of the podcast. So, uh, really easy questions though. First of all, what's your favorite movie ever? Oh, wow. There's a lot of good movies. Um,
1: probably the most impactful and movie that, and I still love it was Ghostbusters. I saw that when I was a kid, and it scared me to death, and I was laughing at the same time. And i and I, it still does the same thing. I love it.
0: You know, this question uh, it really is revealing uh, about um, just the psychology of, of the person that you're interviewing. So um, <laughs> that tells us a lot about uh, about about you. <laughs> so uh, here's the second question. Um I hear you're a big Marvel fan. So if you had one superpower, uh, what would your superpower be? Oh, superpower, you know, you can't tell here on a podcast, but I'm not a
1: very tall person. And so I always wanted to be, a you know, tall. I thought tall would be cool. But um, but after a lifetime of being not tall, I think probably the superpower I would like most is intellect, superior intellect. I oh, think a Tony Stark. That's kind of scary right there. Well, it's, you know, it's it's a problem-solving thing. Like if you're big, you've got one way to solve a problem. But if you're smart... You got a lot of ways oh,
0: to solve a problem. Okay. Yes. I like that answer. Yeah. All right. Do you have a nickname? <laughs> yes. Oh, please Sh- share it with it us. Scooter. 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 I got it
1: uh, back in high school because I look like a scooter off the Muppet show.
0: Oh, wow. And so how prevalent <laughs> is
1: this nickname? Uh, some of my friends in high school don't actually know my real name. Oh, well, there you it's, go. It, yeah, that's, that's the way it went. And their parents, they don't know my real name, so... Yeah, scooter. It's been around a long time. So,
0: uh, GCISD, you hear you've heard it first, right <laughs> here. Uh, Dr. Paul Scooter sykes is with us. Uh, what does a perfect Saturday look like uh, at, at your house? Oh, uh,
1: you know, I, honestly, um, it's uh, a perfect Saturday for me, uh, and it's not around here, unfortunately. But would be. Um, probably hike in the mountains with my, uh, my wife and my two kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I love being in creation and, and taking in the beauty of it all. And, and that, and, and hiking is just the best way to do that. Cause it's, no it's, it's endless beauty in both directions. There you go.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Uh, question number five, uh, and this should be really interesting for you. Oh, What's no. on your uh, music playlist right now?
1: I have about three thousand songs on my music playlist. Okay, well, let's don't go one by one. No, we're not. We'll, I'll just say this: it's it's got a lot of rock and roll, and um, and then a, a significant portion of uh, orchestral, big orchestral music.
0: Now, when you say rock and roll, do you mean like? Elvis rock and roll do you you know what are you talking about I
1: have some Elvis on there I I like rock from uh Buddy Holly you know all the way up to uh Imagine Dragons okay although Imagine Dragon I think Imagine Dragon that counts as rock
0: right you don't know (laughs) I would say that's quite if you have to ask no okay it's a crossover okay so So um, I just want to say thank you, Paul. Thank you for for joining us today and sharing a little bit of your story about uh, uh, you know really the impact of the arts on your life and how um, all the folks that you have come across over your lifetime have uh, impacted the way that you lead and the way that you uh, impact others uh, in a positive way. And so we're really excited that um, that you've joined us and you're the first person on this new podcast. It's been a couple of years since we've. Uh, uh, gone down the road at the podcast because of uh, some obvious reasons there, but uh, uh, we're certainly glad that you're our first guest, and, and uh, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Again, thank you to Dr. Paul Sykes, uh, Scooter Sykes, and all of you for listening to GCISD's best podcast. Well, until next time, let's continue to work together to build excellent schools together.